what we do here is go back, 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 back. You are listening to the It's Not About You podcast. I am Felicia Baird, and I will be chatting with social entrepreneurs and other inspirational people around the world about all things lifestyle, business, and how they're giving back to the communities around them all at the same time. I hope you guys are all buckled in, and let's do this. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into the It's Not About You podcast today. I'm so excited that you guys are here. The ladies today are pretty great. You're going to love them. I've been talking about them all week, so um, I know that this is a podcast for anyone that's sitting at home right now thinking, I want to accomplish a dream, but I don't know how or I don't know where to go and all of this stuff. And these ladies will make you want to hop off your couch, quit your job and just go live out your dreams. I swear to God, it's that it's they have so much energy and what they're talking about. You could tell that they have so much passion for it. And I think you're really going to love everything about this podcast. They are the ladies from Luna Blumar and they designed a T-shirt that says kind is a new black. And that caught my attention right away. Like who doesn't love a saying like that? They are trying to empower kids and women all over the world. They even went as far as living in Panama and opening up a nonprofit to help women learn how to sew and do haircuts and just start employing them and building their confidence. And it's just, it's so beautiful. And like I said, they have so much energy and passion when they're talking about it that you can't help but fall in love with these ladies. So I think you're really going to love everything about this podcast. Lindsay and Melody were also so kind as to give us a discount code for that shirt and anything that you want on their store. If you just go to www.lunabluemar.com and go check it out. Get That Kind is a new black shirt. That is what I'm going for. They offered a 20% discount with the discount code. It's not about you, like no spaces. It's not about you 20% off at Luna Blue Mar. It's Lindsay and Melody are amazing. I won't take too much of your time up because I just want to jump right into the podcast. If you guys haven't yet connected with me on socials, I would love to connect with you guys, see what you guys are up to at by Felicia Baird. Connect with me on Instagram. And also don't forget to rate and review this podcast. The reviews are coming in and they are great. I appreciate the feedback, but if you guys want to keep giving me reviews. That would be amazing. And I can't wait for you guys to hear this. Have a great day. Love you guys. Bye. The, the company started as a baby bib company, but now that, now that we've introduced new products into the company, we just are saying that as your baby is growing, so is our company too. So we still make the baby bibs and the burp cloths, but now we have baby onesies and toddler tanks and t-shirts and youth t-shirts and women's t-shirts. So the company is really evolving and growing just like your baby is. I love that. So you guys, did you originally have that idea or did you start as like a bib and then your daughter kept growing? So you're like, okay, well now we have to just keep making more stuff. Um, it's twofold. We definitely always had the bigger vision that we wanted a company that would evolve into something more than just baby bibs. I think that the baby bibs were kind of almost like a safe way that Melody and I could be like, let's give this a try. Let's um, see how we 
really work together. Let's launch. (laughs) But Melody and I both have very strong passions about empowering women and children. And it's really come out since Melody has had kids. But just that the way that we speak to one another is so important. And especially with women, it's our words need to be uplifting and encouraging and inspiring to one another. And Melody and I always wanted to do something that would bring light to that, which is why we launched the t-shirts and that we want our shirts to be all about changing the conversation between kids and women to be exactly what I just said, that it's positive, encouraging, inspiring one another, that we want somebody to be wearing our shirt down the street and someone sees it and it just sparks that positive emotion inside of them. Like, oh my gosh, yeah, kindness does look really good on you or I believe in you or or all these different things that it's just, it's simple words, but they really have a true impact on people. And so that's, um, yeah, I hope that answers the question. I know that was kind of a long winded answer, but the baby bibs were a great way for Mel and I to start to kind of work out the kinks on a smaller scale together. And then once we were like, gosh, we, I mean, we work great together. We really encourage one another, affirm one another within like the spectrum of working together that we were like, okay, all right, now let's like really go after our ideas and bring light to changing the conversation between women and kids. Mm-hmm. I love that. So what made you guys really want to focus on the women and the kids? Like what was your trigger point to be like, was it growing up? Did something like what made you think about the women and the kids? Cause I think that's so great. So our dad was in the military and we moved around most of our life, but we spent a good portion of our childhood living in the country of Panama which is why Panama is so important to us. And just growing up there, we got to see firsthand the, just the poverty that they live in and their lifestyle and their environment. And I think that even as young kids going to the projects to give Christmas gifts or to support them throughout the year was really eye-opening for us. And I think, you know, like Lindsay said, even as young kids, we, there was something sparked inside of us to make a difference and to empower these, you know, when we were kids to empower the kids really, but as we've gotten older to now empower the women and kids. And so I think that's kind of where it started just like a little seed when we were really young. And then just as we, as we've grown, it still has just been so important to us. Me personally, I've been involved in a lot of after-school programs for girls specifically, and Lindsay's work with the orphanage, you know, is all kids. And so that's just a really important part to us. Mm -hmm. And, And I think that's kind of where it started. And then now we just really want to, to bring light to that and to focus on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, we really feel like if you empower a woman or empower a girl, they can change the world. Yeah, they can change the world. So what age were you guys living in Panama then? 
by the way, super cool that you guys live there. <laughs> it was such a fun place to live. I yeah. mean, literally, backyard was the jungle. Yeah. So <laughs> we had monkeys and iguanas and parrots and everything you could think of, like, literally in our backyard. So that was really awesome. Yeah, I bet. Uh, Sounds we, like the dream. We moved there when when Lindsay was three and I was five. Okay, quite. Cool. And, and we lived there for six, six and a half years. So we moved, we left when I was almost 12. Wow. The, that, that would have been really cool to experience when you were um, kids. So yeah, this, the whole giving back has been in your guys' blood since you guys were babies. Yeah. Yeah. So then you guys created this, uh, for the people that are listening, they created a t-shirt that says kind of the new black. And that's what definitely caught my eye when I had seen you guys on Instagram. I loved, um, I loved the shirt. I loved what you guys were doing with it. Your models, the kids are so cute modeling them. <laughs> they, they are. Yeah. So some, some are mine, obviously yeah. some are friends, but yeah, they're just <laughs> I mean, when we get them in front of the camera, I just can't help but smile for all of them. Are they like fashionistas about it? Like, do they love the camera or are they like, mom, no? Well, I think we've gotten lucky. Yeah, we have gotten lucky. And I think they might have that attitude before the camera starts shooting. But then once they're in front of it, they're like really working it. (laughs) (laughs) Little models. I love it. So fun to watch. (laughs) That's great. So you had started the nonprofit then first, if that's um, – so did both of you start it or was that just you, Lindsay? So, yeah, the nonprofit was started first. Um, it was – yeah, it was a dream of mine. I had been living in the country of Guatemala helping with an existing project that focused on education, and it was then that I just kind of felt a calling that – again, my passion that I wanted to do something to give light to women and girls in the education realm. So I, I did move to the country of Panama by myself to start it, but Melody has been an intricate part of the nonprofit since the idea came to me living in Guatemala. So she has been there every step of the way. So is our mom, our dad, our other sister, um, they've been my biggest fans and and support system on, you know, days that are hard and I or weeks that are hard that I think I can't keep going. They always are positive and encouraging or helping me raise funds back in the States, bringing awareness to our project down there. Um, so I did start the nonprofit. It's a 501c3. We have a board of directors. Um, but I mean, yeah, I'd say Melody. I couldn't have done it without her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so um, can you just explain to me what the nonprofit is about for the listeners that are listening? So Sowing Seeds of Love is the name. <laughs> it's um, in right outside of Boquete, Panama. So some people might know it. It's a pretty well-known kind of tourist destination for outdoor adventures in the Panama area. And I went down there on a whim. I, like Melody had said earlier, it was one of those things. We lived there as kids. I always had this love for Latin America. By this time, I was fluent in the Spanish language, so I felt confident going to another country. And um, I just kind of went to check it out. I knew that they had a large indigenous population, and that's what I wanted to focus on through the educational efforts of our project. 
So I went, I met a couple people, went and checked some things out and it just felt right. It felt like that that's where I was supposed to be. So I came back to the States. I worked, I mean, what, five jobs and saved every penny and moved down to the country of Panama all by myself. And I was like, okay, I'm just gonna, let's see how this goes. And I kind of told myself, um, like at least one year, no matter how hard it is, I'm going to do it for a year and we'll see what happens. So I started going to just the little local central park it's called. And I would do, um, English classes are quite popular down there. So I figured that was a safe way for people to start getting to know who I am. So I do English and art classes in this community park to try to start building relationships and for people to know who I am. Mm -hmm. And then I made a great contact with a woman named Janeth, who was the previous director of one of the orphanages that Sowing Seeds of Love supports. And we started a bedtime story program at the orphanage. So that's kind of how we got the in at the orphanage was one of my most favorite childhood memories was sitting in bed with Melody and our parents and, and having them read us books. Like it was so special to me. And I, and even now with Melody's kids, like we cherish reading them books. And so to me, I just thought like, wow, these kids, you know, there's like 20 plus kids per room. Nobody gets to put them to bed. How cool one or two nights a week to go and just read them bedtime stories and just make them feel like they're loved and they matter because they do. And that idea really took off. And I started having people reach out to me that were like, I heard you're doing this project. Um, I'd love to join. And, and so that was kind of like this little gust that I got that people started finding out who I was and people in the community and the indigenous beginning to trust me. And so then I rented a a little classroom in town and we started hosting, um, a bunch of educational classes. So it was like supplemental education for children that they could really understand like the basics of math, science, reading that they weren't falling through the cracks. And then we had English classes, art classes, and we did the same at the orphanage. And really it it just turned into this beautiful little seed of an idea that actually blossomed in, um, And yeah, we would have volunteer groups come down. We would start teaching women and girls how to sew. We had hairdressing classes, how to cook, how to clean, different things that we were empowering them through education as well as life skills that would hopefully provide jobs for them in the future. And so those projects are still going on. Um, It's not quite as active as active since I'm not there full time and not every project could be run by somebody, but we do still have educational classes. And then we teach, uh, sewing classes as well as, um, cooking, cleaning and the hairdressing classes. Wow. That's so amazing. So when you, when you went there, I mean, obviously it taking off was a dream, but you had no idea that it was going to. So it must have been so rewarding that they, they took to you kindly and they were, oh, that's so great. I have like goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, it, it's so fun. I mean, and sometimes I, 
Yeah, kind of just, uh, to be honest, like I haven't really talked about the beginning stages of starting Sowing Seeds of Love in Panama. And it, like, I just want to start crying right now. Like it really evokes a lot of emotion in me that is, I want that story to be inspiring to other people that like, if you have this dream, you have to go after it. Like Mm -hmm. you don't, it's going to happen. And, you know, I, I then started a company that it didn't work. You know, I, I, um, that I started a for-profit company that I was hoping was going to extend the reach of my nonprofit and it didn't work. And that was a very, tough pill to swallow to see this nonprofit that was a success and people taking to me. But then with the for-profit that just the products weren't selling the way that I thought that they were going to. And it's been a few years of like acceptance and forgiveness and to be like, no, you're, you're actually not a failure. Like look Mm -hmm. at all the did, even though it didn't turn out how I thought it was going to, um, yeah, sometimes when you just take a step back and you look, no, when I moved to Panama with the 50 pound suitcase, I never thought that I would like be telling this story to you on a podcast of like what unfolded. Yeah, definitely. It's so easy though, to step back and when you're in it to not see everything that you've accomplished but when you actually like take a step back and like try to like look beyond you, it it is rewarding. And uh, um, I'm sorry that that didn't work out for you. But um, I it, like what you're doing is amazing. Thanks. Yeah, and it's so fun doing it with my sister. Like doing it with Melody now makes it a million times more fun because it's like I have this community. I can call her and. And again, I mean, she's been to Panama. Melody knows all like the inner workings. She's been to the orphanage, like, and and so yeah, it's just really cool now to like kind of see everything that it does still come full circle. Even if you have to like redirect your path, like that's okay. You just one foot in front of the other. Mm-hmm. The community then took when you first got there with without it without knowing what this was going to be, the community took well to you? Like, did they understand what you were, that you were there to help them? Yes. Yes, they did. Um, I, I have to say that I'm very blessed and am incredibly lucky how I was received down there. And, and with the women, the way that I got involved with the indigenous women was teaching them how to sew and, and working with them. I, empowered a local woman who was a seamstress to actually teach classes to these women. And, um, and so for me, that was really cool to, to meet these women. They were timid. They had zero self-confidence. Um, like, you know, they just didn't believe in themselves, but mm-hmm. I believe them. And I made sure that they knew that, you know, every single day. And it was, probably one of the coolest things to like see them come out of their shells and to be confident. And like from a, the first picture I took of them, you know, they were stoic and no emotion. And then I actually have this picture in my living room that Melody and I can see. And I mean, the women have their hips on their shoulder. I mean, on their, their Their hands on their hips. hips. (laughs) I mean, they are like, 
smiling and it's like they're a woman they they have emotion and they show they show it they show excitement and joy and even sadness like i worked with these women for so many years on a daily basis they became my family in panama and i mean even still to this day being in the states they have um whatsapp you know yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i know it's funny but it was like a great way that i could communicate with them and um a few weeks ago i was with melody and i was like oh my gosh juan is calling me like they'll just a video what's at me to say hi and see how I'm doing. And for me, that is just one of the most beautiful things to just be like, wow, you invested in somebody. I believed in them. And that it kind of goes back to Melody and I with, with our shirts and what we're trying to do is like loving other people and encouraging and speaking life into them. And, and that's really what I did with the women. And, um, you know, a few women looked at me like I had three eyes when I approached them with this. So yeah, that I had, and then a few of the women were like, yes, where, like, where do I need to be? And then the next morning, you know, show up and they're all there ready to sew. And so it was really cool to, to see. And I mean, some of those women that first started with me, they're still a part of, of the story and, and they teach classes now. sewing classes at the orphanage. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. I, I just, when you're talking, I have the biggest smile on my face right now. <laughs> Melody, how did this feel like when, when like watching this all unfold, um, from where you were like to, 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 to hear that it was a hit and then like, it's, it's taking off and you're actually making a difference. How did that feel for you? It's amazing. I mean, I'm so proud of Lindsay and all that she's done and just the story she would call and tell me about, or the texts I would get or the emails or the pictures. It was just I mean, she was really making a difference in these women's lives and the lives of their families too, which is huge. Uh, they don't have much down there. So, I mean, just the, just these women having a job and receiving an income, like totally changes everything for mm -hmm. them. Yeah. So uh, it's just, it's, it's an incredible story. It's a beautiful story. I mean, it's a story of, you know, like love and trust and, um, and empowering and inspiring. It's, it's really, really cool. And so, yeah, I mean, like as a big sister, it's so encouraging to see what my sister was doing in the country of Panama. I mean, that's incredible. Not a lot of people act on their dreams. So Lindsay is, is definitely a, a person who has a dream and goes after it. And so that's encouraging and inspiring. It's awesome. So, yeah, I mean, just sitting, you know, sitting in Arlington, Virginia, it's like, this is so cool what she's doing. And then just getting the opportunity to go down there a few times to be a part of it and to see the women and to meet the women. I mean, it's, it's awesome. It's so cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. Do you find that, this might be a weird question, but the, that the attitude and like the, um, the way that people like grabbed onto the idea in Panama, do you find that it's the same kind of excitement when like you're making, trying to make a difference here, like in the States? Yeah, it, do yeah. it does make sense. And I think it's, um, I think it's a great 
question I, I often got asked, like, why do you feel you have to go to a developing country to make a difference? Why can't you do it in your backyard? And it's such a fair statement and a great question to ask. Melody, um, a few times she has um, somebody that goes to her church that runs the project in Casa Chirilagua, and it's an educational project for predominantly Latin children about 20 minutes away from where we live. And I had gone a few times to check out the project. And I mean, the kids were equally amazing there as they were in Panama. So I I don't think you have to go across the seven seas to, to make a difference. You can definitely do it in your backyard. Um, we are very blessed in the United States to have certain things in place that do help. For example, education is free and available to all, whereas Panama, I'll just reference Panama, you know, they do have public schools, public national schools, but in order to attend, you have to have a school uniform, the appropriate shoes, all the necessary school supplies. And so when a family is living off of a couple dollars a day, mm-hmm. they or to send their children to school. So there's different opportunities, I think, in developing countries that um, especially women and children don't have the same opportunities here. Would you women, agree? Yeah, like, I would say women and girls. Yeah, women and girls, opportunities yeah. In developing countries as they probably do here. And even in the United States, you know, there, there can be some limiting factors, but mm-hmm. I th- in developing countries, it's, it's more, it's more, you're more aware of it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think to, to kind of circle back on your question, it, I think what you were asking is like, are people here as excited about what we're doing as they were in Panama? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, oh, okay. sorry. I no, what you answered was great. <laughs> I think, I think the answer is yes. If we can get the story across to someone. Yep. Like hearing your reaction to kind as a new black and what we're doing, I'm thinking, yeah, we're, we're doing it right. We've got it, you know, Yeah. but I don't everybody hears the story or knows the story or gets it. And so that's tough yeah, because we, definitely. we do want everybody that hears about our brand or hears about our story or hears about our mission to, to have the reaction that you had yeah. <laughs> the biggest smile on your face when you're telling them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's our goal. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's goal accomplished with me. I love that. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what would you say to anyone that, you know, is listening to this podcast and is sitting at home and kind of not going after, you know, helping other people or their dreams of moving somewhere and doing what you did? Um, what we both did. So what would you say to someone like that? Needs take, the, the foot, like the foot in the bum. Yeah, no, take the leap of faith. Believe in yourself. Believe in this idea, this dream, this passion that you have. It was given to you for a reason. Like, and you, you know, you you have to do it. You have to try it. It's so exhilarating and it's scary and it's sometimes like holy 
what am I like? What am I? <laughs> how am I gonna like ever make this happen? But honestly, it is so worth the journey. And I also think like, you know, Melody and I, I want this to be inspiring to other people. It's like Melody and I don't, we didn't, and we still don't have like the capital to start a business. Like, you know, I work a full-time job. Melody is a full-time mom. Like, and we were so passionate about this idea and trying to create something that would change the conversation and promote like positive, like kindness, kindness, goodness, goodness, love, like all this between people. And it's like, you know, yeah, it's so easy to start any company you want when you have millions of dollars in the bank or like some huge investor. And, and we didn't have any of that. And and you don't need to have that to start a business. It's like, again, that idea that you were given that passion, it's for a reason. And you just have to start taking baby steps to make it happen. Yeah. I mean, we're just scrapping by <laughs> right now. <laughs> so <laughs> I love that. Both of your excitements is it's, it's so great. And I think that I think the world needs more of what you guys are doing because like, you guys are so you could tell that you're so passionate about it just in your voice. And it's it's incredible to watch and listen to it. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. No problem. OK, the Could Internet you, like, have great little energy about you. Oh. even a type. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, we can't we can't see each other. but We can feel it. We can feel the energy. Yeah. It feels nice. <laughs> You definitely feel it. Um, I don't want to be too daring, but should we? Um, the internet's really good for me right now, so maybe we could circle back onto that first question. To everyone listening, um, the internet kind of cut out when I was asking uh, what Luna Del Mar was about. So um, maybe you guys can explain it again. Sure. Yeah. So Luna Blue Mar is our you know, combination of all of our favorite things, but we really started the company when, when my daughter was born and the idea kind of came about because we were looking for bibs that would be a fashion accessory and not something that was covering up her beautiful outfits. And so when we couldn't find what we were looking for, Lindsay and I kind of looked at each other a couple of times maybe over margaritas <laughs> just said like, Hey, let's, let's start something. Let's see if we can, let's see if we can make it what we're looking for. And, you know, at the time we had talked about starting a business together and we were figuring out what we could do. And we had a bunch of ideas and this idea sounded like a good one. And that one didn't. And what do we do? And so we had like a lot of questions, but but once we, once we thought about the bibs, we thought, okay, let's like, let's see if we can make this work. And, and I think, yeah, I mean, it was, that's kind of how it started and, mm -hmm. and what we were, where it stemmed from. And, and as Lindsay was saying, the, at the time she was, she was still living in Panama. And so the children in the orphanage, we noticed, like, especially the babies were just sitting in soiled clothes all the time. And so we thought, what if we, what if we, you know, make bibs here in the United States, but also give them to, to kids that could, could use them too. So 
it was a combination of my daughter and the work Lindsay was doing in Panama that kind of where this idea really like blossomed and came to fruition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fun. I just thought that your kids are going to grow up in such a lovely household of giving back. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you how do you think that like how do you see already that I mean I'm not sure how old your kids are, but how much do you think that this is already influencing them? Yeah, I mean I think it is already having huge impacts on them. So I have a four year old, uh, almost three year old, and an almost one year old, and so they're still pretty young, but even just between like the ways that my husband, like the heart my husband has for giving back to people. And then what Lindsay and I are doing with the education and kids and empowering women and kids, I think they're already seeing what's important. Yeah. What's important in life, like the things that really matter. And, and I think they are, they're growing up in, in an environment where giving back and helping others is, you know, an integral part of like our everyday lives and what we do. And so, yeah, I mean, that's a, I haven't really thought about that before, but what a great thing for them. I mean, it's amazing. You know, they, they're going to have that, you know, as something that just is, is part of our everyday life. And so, yeah, that's, that feels really cool when I think about it. And it feels like, I mean, if I don't do anything else as a parent, like them, knowing that they need to help others and be kind to others, that's, I mean, that would be the greatest thing ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you're doing a great job. (laughs) Thanks. 